Hello and welcome to the fourth monthly episode of the State of Unapologetic Black Joy. I'm your host, Brandon Barnes. My gender pronouns are he, him, and his. And as we get started, first I want to say thank you to all of our new community of monthly subscribers listening to the State of Unapologetic Black Joy on Anchor.fm, available on 10 of your fave podcast listening platforms including Apple, Google, and Spotify. Second, if you are new to the podcast, this work on Unapologetic Black Joy began as a call to community where I wanted to facilitate public roundtable conversations with activists, academics, educators, entrepreneurs, and entertainers whose work ethic specializes in documenting, archiving, and recording the spatial politics of Unapologetic Black Joy. Now, that work has shifted towards being in conversation with various experts in these communities that I've mentioned uh, in the form of podcasting, where we collaborative, excuse me, collaboratively curate resources and creative content where friends and subscribers of the podcast can get plugged into how they as listeners share support for themselves and find a listening community with us as friends and guests as we navigate and negotiate uh, the various states of unapologetic black joy. So speaking of guests and friends of the show, today uh, we welcome Tanil Power, whom I met via a Facebook post uh, by the Chicago Defender. Uh, it was a two-part article feature from July 25th, 2018 on post-traumatic stress disorder caused by violence and racism. Tanil is a 20-plus year career professional specializing and trained in trauma-informed, specific support, therapy, counseling, and ministerial work for survivors of domestic violence and sexual assault. And Tanil is founder of A Woman's Worth, whose mission statement is advocates, powers, and enlightens the public on issues of sexual and domestic violence while encouraging women to become healthier selves through therapy and yoga. So uh, I would like to introduce to Neil Power to the state of unapologetic black joy with a quote from the Chicago Defender article. Self-care is at the center of coping with trauma. How are you? Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us. Um, your organization's name is A Woman's Worth. Yes. Uh, unpack why you decided to go with that name and explain a little bit about your journey with self-care here as a certified yoga instructor and therapist. Oh, okay, yes. I have been working in the field of domestic violence and sexual assault since my 20s. And so it's been, well, about 21 years now um, doing the work, and it has been amazing. Um, hard work, but good work. Um, it's also a work that requires a lot of self-care. And it was about the end of uh, last year that I found um, the organization that I trained with that was trauma-informed specific um, yoga training. Um, I had been practicing yoga uh, for over about three years. And so I was definitely interested in taking my skills to the next level and to hear that there was a trauma-informed training was amazing. Um, 
And so I signed up and it actually came at a time in my life when I really needed it, uh, where my self-care was completely depleted. Um, So having to take off almost a month off work to complete the training, it has been great. And I have been able to use it and and have been um, implementing it for quite a while and realizing that it is really a source of therapy. Um, so I'm able to have a lot of my traditional clients um, use it, particularly the breathing techniques, um, but also those who would not dare cross the threshold of a therapist's office, but can still get a level of healing uh, without coming through the traditional way of uh, counseling. It's not a um, replacement of it by any means because obviously we're not going through the therapeutic process but it can be a supplement it could be something until they are ready so that's what brought me to my journey there and it is truly and not just for sexual assault domestic violence any type of trauma that anyone has gone through um so you learning different techniques to work with your body and transforming and really bringing in the union of mind, body, and soul. And you mentioned something that caught my attention. Uh, You just shared yoga is a source of therapy, in particular for your traditional clients and clients who wouldn't dare cross the threshold of a therapist's office, but need a level up in their healing, which is supplemental, not a replacement for the actual therapeutic process. Who are the clients you work with in terms of demographics, such as race, gender, uh, age, city, suburbs, faith background, economics. Uh, For instance, how does your service as a trauma-informed specific yoga instructor work? Sure. As a yoga instructor, it is all over. I have multiple clients, um, primarily adults, um, 18 and up. and both men and women, um, actually trying to get more men involved in yoga um, it, and trying to break down those stereotypes because one is that yoga is only for skinny white women. And that is absolutely not true. <laughs> yoga is for right. everybody and every body type. Um, Got it. And so that is um, trying to break that. And um, in my work, I started off working for um, the YWCA of Metropolitan Chicago. And so, uh, and I was located on the South side, my center um, that I ended up when I um, transitioned, I left as the director of, um, of our center. So I directed our sexual violence support services program, my young parents program and our tech girls program. And so I, um, I was primarily located on the South side. So majority of my clients were on the South side because we, we are based on having a, um, community-based center. Um, but I've had clients all North and South, if all are familiar with Chicago, that that can, that is a wide range. Um, as long as people are willing to commute, it's fine. Currently I am uh, employed at a church and so people can come here or I can go out, um, cause I want my clients to feel safe and whatever that means and looks like. Um, my my in-house session um, traditional therapy clients have been majority women, um, so, some teens starting from 13 and up, um, but I have, I have served men. Majority of my client base are women, um, but majority are men. 
Um, and my organization, A Woman's Worth, really was birthed out of this idea of reaffirming women, uh, reinstilling values. And so you don't have to necessarily have been a victim of uh, trauma to participate in the services because I do life coaching, uh, regular therapy, family therapy. Um, I've done couples therapy. So, um, but it is a focus on women, uh, whether they're mothers, not mothers, aunties, not daughters, daughters, you know, just really um, a a safe space where women can be affirmed. Okay. Okay. I'm I'm glad you mentioned that uh, idea of safe space. And you also brought in the uh, spiritual piece where you mentioned that you are employed currently as a minister. Um, Mm -hmm. So what has your journey been like being a minister and working with uh, family therapy, couples therapy, uh, youth age therapy, um, but also uh, trauma, trauma informed uh, and a community led focus, um, with spiritual practices and um, what does it look like to kind of help shift or change the dynamic around uh, removing shame, uh, removing uh, self-blame, removing uh, Mm -hmm. many of the ideas that, um, and I'll share some ideas that I have been learning about through a lot of some books I've been reading. Uh, One um, of the resources I want to name and list uh, as a part of this particular uh, episode was um, Tracy C. West who wrote mm-hmm. a book called Wounds of the Spirit, Black Women, Violence, and Resistance Ethics, talking mm-hmm. about uh, how race and gender uh, within not only uh, faith community spaces, but also in society, work-related spaces, um, adds, you know, uh, a, a compounds the, 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 the pain of uh, surviving uh, a trauma such as a sexual assault. I've also been reading uh, a book by the uh, author Monique Moultrie, uh, called Passionate and Pious, uh, Religious Media and Black Women's Sexuality. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, the Revolution Starts at Home uh, by a number of different, uh, uh, edited by a number of authors, um, confronting intimate violence when act within activist communities, as well as um, someone who um, recently became my, my radar, um, Tamor- T- Tamora L- Lomax, T A N. Religion and culture, and undoing the harm that oftentimes is kind of reinforced um, by putting an unduly burdensome amount of uh, emotional labor, spiritual labor, intellectual labor on uh, the person who has been abused, and to forgive the abuser. Um, what has been what what has been your experience with changing or shifting the conversation and moving kind of theology and you know uh, church and churches and congregation forward and mm-hmm. specifically speaking to where you are employed at currently yeah I have um, been fortunate enough to work in a place that subscribes to liberation theology and so where your traditional kind of motifs about women stereotypes and oppressive behaviors um to a certain degree are not um are not condoned um and we read the bible through uh, specifically an afrocentric liberation lens and so i'm able to do this work very freely um and quoting scriptures that affirm women 
um, bringing out stories that affirm women. Um, you mentioned um, Dr. Lomax's book. I'm actually teaching from that book this session, okay. Jezebel Unhinged. And it, it's been a struggle. Um, a lot of my students are like, wait, what? What do you mean? You know, um, <laughs> Because even in this context, uh, we still come with our biases. You know, we're all born and raised in a patriarchal culture. And we have to be intentional about creating a countercultural to that and a counter normative to that. Um, And it's been a struggle with them. Some really get it. Others are like, wait, you know, because she um, she uses the word hoism and ho theology. They're like, oh, my God church you know and I'm like yeah in the church you know and it's okay um and so I've been very fortunate to work with couples individuals families you know and kind of deconstructing this and again definitely uh, I work from an empowerment model and I work from a victim centered model where I believe you you know I, I don't need to know circumstances unless you want to share them but I believe you. Um, and so rarely, without question. And so it isn't this, I believe you, but, or I need to know X, Y, and Z before I can say I believe you. It doesn't matter. All of that does not matter, you know. And when we go through the process, you know, we go through the healing process together. Got it. So what does that healing process look like? Because for families who may not be aware of, I know in there's a national conversation around uh, Tarana Burke's, Burke's Me Too movement uh, mm-hmm. that she started initially to inform not only herself, but also the uh, youth uh, age black girls that were experiencing and living through uh, the trauma of sexual assault or uh, harass, sexual harassment mm-hmm. um, in schools or in homes or, you know, uh, in various public or private spaces. Um, what does that process actually look like, not only for the uh, clients that you work with um, from a spiritual standpoint, but also from the uh, removing the social stigmas around uh, bodies and informing, informing, being informed for uh, families who may not be aware that there are Me Too stories within their own households mm-hmm. as well as their own faith community? Um, usually when um, I've gotten clients, it's um, to work with families and break down some stereotypes, you know, creating an open environment um, where you can bring your stuff, you know, and then we're going to, depending on what the stuff is, it may get challenged. And I encourage you to be challenged, you know, with that um, and be okay with that. Um, And so the healing kind of begins there. Um, and what the healing process looks like just varies by individual um, client, um, depending on what they're coming in for. Um, I've had everything from job hunting, you know, that whole transition of people who have been laid off at 50 and trying to reenter the work after they've been working for 20 years and reentering the workspace all the way through severe levels of child sexual abuse. So, the the gamut is wide. Um, my specialization, because I am DV and sexual assault trained, and so 
that is my specialty. Um, but I've dealt with grief, you know, and multiple things come up. Rarely is it just one thing, you know, and so multiple issues come up. And so the healing process really varies depending on, you know, what is presented at the time. Got it. Okay. So where can people reach you at if they want to become clients or if they're interested in uh, learning more information about a woman's worth? Uh, what are your social media like tags or handles or where can people kind of email you and follow up and reach out and connect with you and your work? Sure. Well, a women's worth is still in process of being birthed. Um, so they can reach me on my personal email, which be, doesn't become personal much longer. Um, it is teach, um, traditional T-E-A-C-H with W-I-T-H power, P-O-W-E-R. So teach with power at gmail.com. Um, and my office number is 773-966-1584. Um, I teach yoga Saturday mornings at Trinity United Church of Christ at 400 West 95th Street, um, both at Saturday mornings at 730 and Thursday evenings at 7 p.m. So anyone can come and find me and join me there. Thank you again for joining us to Neil Power here at the State of Unapologetic Black Joy podcast community, where we have been discussing this month's topic, Navigating the spiritual and social related power dynamics for healing-centered and trauma-informed recovery for survivors of sexual assault during Domestic and Intimate Partner Violence Awareness Month. Don't forget to subscribe and support the State of Unapologetic Black Joy podcast. You can find those links in the description box below where you can become a friend and subscriber to the podcast community here at the State of Unapologetic Black Joy, as well as how to support and become a client with Tennille Power at A Woman's Worth. Also, you can find resources and a list from the books that we mentioned during this podcast discussion, specifically Wounds of the Spirit, Black Women, Violence and Resistance Ethics by Tracy C. West, The Revolution Starts at Home, Confronting Intimate Violence Within Activist Communities, edited by Ching N. Chin, Jai Delani, and Leah Lakshmi Pepzina Samasar Sina. Jezebel Unhinged, Loosing the Black Female Body in Religion and Culture by Tamora Lomax. And finally, Passionate and Pious, Religious Media and Black Women's Sexuality by Monique Moultrie. Thank you again, and we look forward to seeing you next month here at the State of Unapologetic Black Joy. <laughs>